It's now time for Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Good evening, everyone, and welcome in to Altamont Community High School for night number three of the 87th National Trail Conference Boys Basketball Tournament. It's a championship semifinal tonight for number one seed, Altamont Indians, and they come in at 17-3 and on the season. And they're facing off against the five seed, Dietrich Moving Maroons. They're 12 and 8 on the campaign. How did both teams get here? Well, first of all, with that, we get to introduce ourselves. It's Travis Sparks alongside Dominic Daters, and we'll be here calling all the action tonight here on The Voice. It's Altamont Indian Athletics, 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM, streaming online at vmradio.com and on the FM radio app as well. How did both Altamont and Dietrich get here? Well, the other night on Tuesday, it was Altamont taking care of business against Nioga. 67-2 of 55 was the final. It was back and forth early on, but Altamont used a 7-0 run to break the game open there. 21-10 after one quarter. Yoga never really went away, but uh, they had the lead down to six, but that was pretty much it. And uh, that was as close as they could get. And uh, so Altamont started off with the tournament as, uh, you know, maybe not as impressive as they would have liked, but uh, the free ball was not falling the other night. Uh, for Altamont, only made a few in the entire game, uncharacteristic for them of being that cold from beyond the arc. And I think Altamont was due for one of those type of games, but offensive rebounding and defense was the name of the game on a Tuesday. Eric Coleman leading the way at 18, Hayden Miller with a 10, and they also uh, used the uh, foul situation as the postman for Nioga was in foul trouble there as well. So overall, Survivor in advance, that's the name of the game in a tournament format like this, and that's what Altamont did on a Tuesday night against Nioga, Dom. Yeah, that's exactly what they did Tuesday night against Nioga, survived in advance. Nioga uh, had a couple players, uh, Bailey Reynolds and uh, Quentin Richardson, and I believe they had at least, both these had at least 20 points or more as well, so um, they, they definitely weren't, uh, weren't shy in the scoring department either, so uh, yeah, definitely survived in advance, and that's what they did, and uh, you know, Tournaments like this, especially the NTC, everybody's everybody's going everybody's gonna to come hard. They're going to bring their A game, you know, no matter what their record is. If they're undefeated or they've only won one game all year, they're, they're going to they're gonna give it their all every night in this tournament. You know, it's, uh, I can see, you know, the conference, conference is getting tougher overall and, and better overall. Not that it was ever really terrible, but, you know, you can just see that everybody all around is getting, getting better, you know. And even when Alabama played Cattenherrick Beach City before, for the conference tournament, you know, they, they're in that first half, got in there to city, you know, came, they came to play. Uh, but, uh, so, I mean, that's, that's what I expect from Diedrich. You know, Alamont played Diedrich already once this year uh, here at Alamont, and Alamont won that game. But, uh, you know, Diedrich's going to, you know, it's kind of a, the NTC tournament, to be sure, it's a different, different atmosphere, you know. So I, I just feel like, you know, they're, you know maybe they're just going to bring – bring just, just a little bit more maybe than they brought you know, in the game earlier on in, in the regular season. So I, I expect an exciting, exciting game here tonight with uh, between two great teams. And yeah, you know, like you said, survive, survive in advance. I mean, both teams are going to be playing on Saturday regardless, but you know, they won't be playing. They won't be playing that 7.30 game for the, for the championship. So. Exactly. They'll be playing on Saturday, but JB Chip is what it's all about, and that's what Altamont sees every single day. When uh, they come into uh, the school is the uh, ATC uh, trophy from uh, last year as their defending champions there. 
Like I mentioned there, Dom, this is a rematch of January 6th, earlier this month, and I was battling for the cure night here in Altamont, and Altamont won that 74-59. to And if you remember Avery Yardhouse, he had six threes in the first half, three in the first quarter, three in the second. He had 24 in the game. He didn't score in the second half, so Dietrich did a better job in the second half of allowing him not to score there, but uh, he still led the way with 24 big points uh, with those big threes. And Wessendorf led the way for Dietrich. He had 18 at Gephardt. He got outshined a little bit. He had four threes of his own and 17 points for the game. And so three-pointers were falling on that night, but the threes were falling the other night for Altman. They weren't exactly falling for Dietrich either. They only made one three in the entire game last to win against Winston's two straws on Tuesday as Dietrich defeated the Hatchet 60-46 to to advance to this game. The Maroons led from the first quarter on. The Hatchets were close, but... I always felt like Dietrich was in control of the game when they would end up winning 60-46. to 46. Uh, Caleb Gephardt led the way. The junior had 22 points. Lucas Westendorf, the sophomore, had 18. And a fellow sophomore, Jackson Funneman, he had 13. It's something about this conference tournament, about the Dietrich underclassmen. Uh, they uh, show up when it matters most, and that's kind of what uh, Funneman did the other night. Not usually a double-digit scorer. But he was on Tuesday, and that was big uh, for the Maroons to help him get the uh, win in uh, that one on a Tuesday. And, of course, uh, coming in uh, to this, uh, Dietrich is, uh, you know, coming into the tournament before that game against Windsor. They're 3-4 and four entering the tournament as they fell in the championship game of their own holiday tournament. And uh, then Altamont, of course, uh, now their win streak stands at 12 games uh, now. So uh, that's what is at stake in a championship berth in a Saturday 7.30 contest. And the uh, winner of this game will take on the winner of North Clay and St. Anthony. That matchup will be tomorrow night, approximately 7.45. First game will get started about 6.15. We did have two games the previous to this one, as earlier in the night it was South Central winning over County Herrick Beecher City 60-42. to And it was uh, Winters Two Straws uh, winning in the uh, previous contest, and that was 53-39 to over Neoga. And so that means on a Friday, it'll be South Central taking on St. Elmo Brownstone at 6-15. And then the other semifinal game, as I mentioned, North Clay and St. Anthony. And that's also a rematch, just like this one was. And that was back in November 29th at the very end of November. And now they get uh, the Cardinals and Bulldogs are going to match up once again here in late January as well. So measuring stick of each to where each teams are compared to where they were in late November. Saw Coach Zink here earlier, so he was in taking this. Uh, contest and a bunch of other coaches uh, here as well, both uh, current and past coaches like to stick around for each of these contests, and that's kind of what I like um, so much about the NTC tournament is the coaches kind of feel like it's a brotherhood and uh, support one another uh, in their own separate game. So uh, that's what is at stake, and uh, Yoga they'll slide to uh, the other championship bracket, and that's uh, at 11.30 on a Saturday, and they'll take on the uh, losing team of that South Central and Santa Juan Brown style game on Saturday to get it all started. Consolation Championship on Saturday will approximately be 1 o'clock, and then at 2.30 approximately will be the third-place game, and then the championship will conclude at 7.30 on a Saturday tonight, of course. So uh, that's where we stand as of now here for this tournament, and... Like I mentioned about that North Clay-Saint, they match up kind of being a measuring stick of 
where the those two teams were, and we'll find out how the made adjustments from the previous matchup with Dietrich and Altman scoring up for a second time. Yeah, definitely, it'll definitely be a measuring stick. And uh, one one thought about what you said about coaches there, Travis. I being uh, a colleague of mine, my other my other job tells me that uh, former Deer coach Jeff Stacey is in the house tonight. So, uh, like you said, it's kind of like a, a brotherhood. You know, former coaches, you know, come out and you know support their teams, and you know, and you know, like, like they should. So that's great to, to see that. But yeah, it's uh, fancy North Clay measuring stick. I know. Uh, more plays beating beating Santy once already this year, so uh, we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow night if they, if they can do it again. But uh, it'll definitely be a different atmosphere, and uh, it, like you said, it'll be definitely be a, a measuring stick. I know a lot of the uh, holiday tournaments around Christmas and stuff like that. It's kind of the out of the halfway point of the season, I guess. And you kind of use that, you know, as well as, as a measuring stick to see, you know, kind of see where you're at. But definitely, you know. Tomorrow night, uh, you know, they'll definitely use that as a measuring stick as well to see, you know, where, where they fare, you know, with uh, with the rest of the, the conference and, you know, the rest of the teams in the area for sure. So. And another thing that I'm reminded of uh, with this Altamont A and a Dietrich uh, matchup, as I can remember the 2019 uh, matchup, uh, that was a rematch from the previous season uh, as well. And uh, it was Altamont coming away with the win, advancing to the title game uh, that year. And and you see so many similarities with the names being the same. Uh, Avery and Alex's uh, brother, Aiden Yarhouse. Uh, Kynan Earhart's brother, Caden. Uh, Eric's brother, uh, Jared, playing in that game. And also some familiar names on the uh, Dietrich side as well in that matchup of Gephard, uh, Winnie, and Westendorf as well. So it's uh, also, you know, the coaches that have a brotherhood and also the players you also come to see and watch your younger brothers compete in this tournament as well against the same opponents that uh, you did uh, all those years ago. And I say all those years ago, it was only 2019, but I think the, the pandemic kind of makes it feel even longer uh, away from uh, that aspect. So, And also, uh, Colton Kidd was a freshman on that team. I don't know how much uh, that he played that year, but he was uh, on the roster, so he was at least uh, around the team and whatnot, so he kind of knows what this is like being in this environment. Um, here on a Thursday semifinal against Altamont. I know Altamont normally kind of slides themselves into that uh, Friday matchup of uh, being the number one overall seed uh, this year. They got the Thursday semifinal instead. So uh, we'll see what is in store for this matchup coming up here in a little bit as uh, Altamont's side is filling up. Dietrich's side is filling up as well. I know that they were waiting around after the conclusion of the Neoga wins his two straws game. And like I said, Hatch is coming out on top there in uh, the for Neoga in uh, that one. And uh, so we'll see what this one has in store in a um, matter of moments. And, of course, Altamont, uh, the uh, host school, being the number one seed and a Dietrich upsetting wins his two straws the other night, according to the seeding purposes, I guess. Uh, five over the uh, four there as both teams. Done with our warm-up. That means they're going to be ready for the announcement of the starter lineup. So we'll step away for the national anthem. And the national anthem tonight is going to be brought to you by Tingley Insurance Agency. So we'll be back after the national anthem for the starters and the tip-off of this championship semifinal between Altamont and Dietrich 
We'll be back in a few minutes after the anthem. You're listening now to Miami's Basketball here on Jack FN. can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here at Altamont Community High School. Semifinals of the NTC Conference Tournament. We gave the start on lineups and, of course, for the visiting Dietrich Maroons. Coached by Brett Ronoff, the number three, Gary Nieberge, the 5'11 senior. Number 12, Cole Will, he's a 5'8 senior. Number 15, Lucas Westendorf, 6'1 sophomore. Number 23, Caleb Gephardt, 6'2 junior. Number 35, Colton Kidd, 6'5", senior. Again, that's Niebergy, Will, uh, Westendorf, Gephardt, and the Kid. The starting lineup for Altamont. The same starting five they, they ran out against Nioga. Number two with Jared Hamer, a 5'11", senior. Number 22, Avery Yarhouse, a 6'1", senior. Number 32, Logan Cornett, a 6'2", senior. Number 33, Kenan Earhart, 6'4", senior. And number 50, Eric Coleman, a 6'5", senior. Hamer, Yarhouse, Cornett, Earhart, and Coleman, Starting five of four Altamont. Of course, Dietrich in uh, the uh, maroon and uh, yellow numbers with white trim in Altamont. And their home white uniforms with black numbers and orange trim. Uh, it feels like a back to some semblance of a normalcy uh, here tonight. Coach Niebury back on uh, the uh, sidelines. Talked to him earlier before this game. And uh, Altamont is ready to uh, get this one underway. And it's going to be Earhart. Going to be uh, tipping off against Wessendorf. Won't be hard to miss him and those bright green shoes. And we'll get this one underway between Altamont and uh, Dietrich. Who's going to the championship? We'll find out And uh, after this game. It's Earhart winning the tip-off for Altamont, and they'll be going right to left on your radio. That'll start the game, and Hammer's going to bring it up for the Indians. 
And it looks like Deidre going to play a little man-to-man to start this one as it hands it over to Hammer. Hammer crosses over Will. Trying to get a Cornette in the corner. is stolen away there by Gephardt. So first turnover by Altamont. Gives it to the Maroons. This is a nice steal there by Gephardt. And it's Gephardt with the basketball as Dietrich goes left to right on your radio dial to start the game. That's Wessendorf. He gets a screen there from Kidd. And Wessendorf picked up his dribble. Backdoor cut. Layup is no good there by Will. And it's rebounded by Earhart. Altamont looking around with it the other way. Hamer with a little pump fake. Now back out to Cornette in the left corner. Now Cornette bounces it, and he picks it up here at the top of the key. Now he gets it over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse with a screen there from Coleman. And Yarhouse drives, kicks it out to Hamer in the corner. Hamer drives baseline, and it's going to be blocked there by Westendorf. And it's going to go off of Kid. So it stays right here with Altamont, though. A nice block there by Westendorf. It was a nice block there by Westendorf. Hammer looked like to have an easy layup, and then Westendorf swatted it away. Hammer inbounds to Cornette. Now gets up to uh, Yarhouse. Yarhouse at the elbow. Had that big night against Dietrich last time. Mid-range shot is blocked again, and that one's by Gephardt. And the loose ball is tracked down by Cornette. Now over to Hammer. Hammer with a floater, and it bounces in. A couple bounces off the rim and down, and out about leads two to nothing. I thought that one was definitely going to gonna bounce out, but it, it did not. So. <laughs> so did a lot of the Maroon defenders as well. And it's thrown away by Hammer. Hammer rips it away the other way. Way up. No good. Coleman with the follow. Pump and in for Coleman. And it's 4 nothing out tomorrow. And it gets the bench and the Tribal Council up going. And it's Westendorf the other way. Spins around. Puts up the wild shot. No good. Hurry about it by Earhart. About six minutes to go in the first quarter. Hamer in a transition, dribbles it here on the left side. He goes all the way inside, and now he's double-teamed. Pass out to Earhart with a fake one way. Goes the other into the corner to Hamer. Now up top to Coleman at the top of the key. He'll hand off to Yarhouse. Yarhouse gets a couple of screens there. Thought he was free for a moment, but they swing it on the perimeter to Cornette here in the left corner. Cornette will get a screen from Earhart. Cornette goes inside, layup short, and the rebound will go to Nieberge for Dietrich. Gephardt gets it across that timeline. They get it to Westendorf in the corner for three. Yeah. Three-pointer there for Lucas Westendorf. And it's four to three. Dietrich's on the board. 5.20 to go here in the opening quarter. One-point lead for the Indians. That's Coleman up top here on the left wing. He'll hand off to Cornette. Barnett will drive, and he's double-teaming. He needs some help, and actually they're going to call a jump ball. And alternate possession arrow. We'll give it to the Maroons, I think. It looks that way, yeah. Looks like uh, Gephardt got his hand on it to force a tie-up. Barnett will have a seat, and Elam will check in for the first time. And that's Gephardt giving off to West North, coming up on five minutes to go in the opening quarter. Four to three, Altamont. They'll get it over there, too, and Niebergy on the right side. He'll drive, puts up the runner. No good, and the tip by Westendorf is off and rebounded by Coleman, and it's going to be Westendorf ripping it away for Coleman, and I think they're going to get a little bit too much aggressiveness on Westendorf, and they're going to call him for the foul. Well, big guys being aggressive there, so, yep, you're right. Westendorf is first, two first. And also trying to get possibly Coleman in foul trouble uh, there as well. So it's going to be Hammer walking across the timeline. 
He is over there to Earhart. Earhart fakes one way, goes the other, gives it off to Hamer here on the left side. Cross-court pass to Elam. Elam will drive. He'll kick it back over to Hammer. Hammer in the corner for three. In and out, no good. The rebound by Earhart. Earhart resets over to Elam. Elam now in the left corner this time. Double in here on the arc now. Gets it down low to Earhart. Earhart trying to get some space, and he traveled with it. He's kind of stumbling backwards, and uh, they'll get a, a traveling call on Kynan, and it'll be Dietrich ball. Alamont's second turnover of the night. But yeah, he's right. He was just kind of stumbled, kind of just fell and just stumbled backwards there. Kaden Miller will come in uh, for Altamont, and Kynan Earhart will take a seat. And Jackson Funneman came in uh, for Dietrich. At the Westendorf. Going to be bringing up the floor, being guarded closely by Elam all the way up the floor, and he'll hand it over to Niebergi. Niebergi here on the left side. He'll get a screen up top by Funneman. And it's going to be Niebergi dribbling it back out here towards half court. Four minutes to go on the opening quarter. Westendorf here on the right side gets a screen from Kidd. Now a three-pointer is way off. No good. Rebounded by Yarhouse. Yarhouse looking to run with it, and he'll get it off. And before that, there's a foul on a Dietrich. That was going to be on number 23, Caleb part his first team second. Westendorf will take a seat, and a Tanner Will will come in for him. And Hammer will get it in to Elam. Trying to get it to Yarhouse, but he tripped. And uh, Coleman just throws it up against two defenders and puts it in his second basket, 6-3. He doesn't care who's there. He's just going to put it off the backboard and in. Yeah, just muscle it up there. Right. And uh, they'll get it over there. Now it's back to Gephardt. Free throw line. Turnaround jumper is good for Gephardt. His first bucket and 6-5. to five. Hammer the other way. Almost dribbled it off his knee there, but keeps control. Now to uh, Millard. Back to Elam. Elam at the top of the key. Spins around in the paint. Gives it back off to Coleman. And off to Yarhouse for three. Yes! Took Avery a while to get going last game. Not too long this time. That's a three-pointer, and it's nine to five. He keeps hitting like that all night. It's gonna be a long night for Dietrich. Just like it was the first matchup, and they're gonna get a travel. As Dietrich was looking to go inside, there Tanner will, and he gets called for the travel. Got Cornette coming back in, and Eli Miller also come in as well, and Hammer will take a seat. Stuff's coming in. John Holsey will come in, and Wessendorf returns for Dietrich. Garrett Niebergi takes the seat, and Kid gets a breather as well. 9-5. to five. 2 of 50 to go here in the opening quarter. Miller will get it across the timeline. That's Eli Miller. He picks it up, gives it over to Elam here in the left corner. Now Elam's going to fire for three. No one's out there to guard him. And three-pointer there for Dylan Elam. And it's 12-5. Three balls. He's working tonight for Alamont so far. Westendorf gets a screen from Holstein now. It's a Tanner Will. Puts up the shot. No. But he's going to be fouled. So uh, Tanner Will will go to the free throw line to shoot two. See that foul's going to be on for Alamont. Foul's going to be on number 22, Avery Yarhouse. I talked to Coach Cole after the game against Neoga. Chalked it up to a 4 o'clock start of why it was kind of off on the three-point shooting. In and out for Will, so he'll get another one. And the score remains 12-5. to 5. 
you might be on something there, Travis. You know, this game starts, you know, around the normal high school basketball start time. Yeah, it really is. And over two there for Will and rebounded by Cornette. Quickly up to Yardhouse. He had it blocked there by Tanner Will, but saved by Caden Miller before it went out. Elam spins around, puts up the shot, no get it off the paint. And it's going to be rebounded there by John Holtzies. I'm looking for a foul there as well, but didn't get it. Lessendorf gives it over to Tanner Will at the top of the key. Tanner gets the screen there from Holsey. Now hands off to Westendorf. Westendorf fires a three short, but it's rebounded by Tanner Will. He can't control it, but now he does. He throws it up, and it's going to be no good. But well, they're going to say he stepped on the inline there, so it's going to go over to Altamont. We got a Will for Will. Tanner. It's down, and Cole comes back in. And Cole Min comes in. Yarhouse will take a seat. 1.51 to go here in the opening quarter. It's still 12-5. to 5. Eli will get across the timeline, gets over to Elam there on the left side. Gata Miller on the baseline, over to Elam. Now Eli Miller back to Elam. He's open from the corner again. Yes! This time it is the opposite corner. Elam's second three of the game. It's 15 to 5, 10 point lead for Altamont. Altamont has a team. They're three for four from three point range so far tonight. Westendorf with a couple of crossover dribbles and it's passing the traffic. It's stolen away by Elam. Elam stealing the ball and hitting threes as well. It's over there to Eli Miller. Eli gets by Holsey, dumps it down low to Corbett. Up and in. And Coach Fedoff wants a timeout. 17-5, Altamont with the lead, 106 to go in the first. And we'll take a 30-second timeout as well. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack FM. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to the NTC Tournament Semifinals. Coach Bonoff had to do something to stop this run, and Altamont has all the momentum with the threes and then that last bucket by Coleman. Yeah, they, de- they definitely do have all the momentum. Everything's going going right for them, and these are kids seem to be Doing anything right. He couldn't afford to wait till the end of the first quarter. It's going to be a mid-range jumper off no good by Cole Will. And it's going to be rebounded by Kata Miller. Up to Eli Miller. They're looking to push. Gets over to Cornette. Swings it back over to Elam for another three. Yes! Three in this first quarter for Dylan Elam. And it's 20 to 5. Ball gets away a little bit in the tunnel, so they stop the play momentarily. But 20 to 5. This time it's Elam hitting the threes in the first half, like our house was last time. I know. I know. The fire department listening out there. You guys better be on call. Dylan, oh he on fire. I do know some volunteer firemen in the house. Well, there, there you so go. We're at, we got that under control. Right. It's just going to be a kid on the left side. He's going to hand off, and it's going to be stolen away by Cornette. I don't know how he kept the dribble, but he did. With 22 seconds left, down low to Coleman. Up and in. 
What a start for Alcamon. It's 22 to 5. Gephardt the other way with 10 seconds left. He drives inside and gives it out there to Westendorf in traffic. Puts it up, no good. And the battle for the rebound goes to Caden Miller with two seconds left, and he's just going to hold on to it. That's going to do it. So after one quarter of play, Alcamon has taken control of the game right from the jump. It's 22 to 5. Alcamon with the lead over Dietrich in a championship semifinal. And we'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Alcamon Indians basketball on Jack FM. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians! At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like now back to more altamont high school basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 jack fm start of the second quarter the maroons have the basketball and they find themselves uh, 22 to 5 down on the scoreboard westendorf has at the top of the key gets over to a kid on the left wing now over to a neberge neberge will drive inside had it blocked by Kaden miller I blocked there by Caden Miller. Uh, Hammer with the pass over to Yardhouse. Now Miller fires for three. No good. And rebounded by Niebergy there. Caden maybe a little bit. He checked three as a team. As Gephardt will get a screen of there by Westendorf. Gephardt drives, and he can't get the shot to fall, but he's going to go to the free throw line to shoot two here. Gephardt, go to the line. Second time tonight for Dietrich, but first time before Caleb. Foul is on number 32, Logan Fournette, his first team second. And it bounces out. Dietrich just can't get that lid off the rim. They got those three-pointer and a two-pointer, but free throws go for three right now. McManaway checking in, and Cornette having a seat. Free throw. This time it's good. And it's 22 to 6. Able to stop a little bit of the bleeding there with that free throw. All right. Stops that little bit of run. McManaway. He's going to try a three as well. Step back variety. No good. Hurry about it by Nieberge. And Gephardt will get it across the timeline. He'll get a screen there by Westendorf, but he goes the other way to his left. And Miller switches on him. Now they get it over to Cole Will, and he traveled before he got the shot away, so it'll be a turnover back to the Indians. Cedric's fourth turnover so far tonight. They find themselves down 22-6 on the scoreboard to the Maroons. And Hammer gets a screen uh, from Makeda Miller, 
Hammer now drives baseline. He passes back out to Earhart. Cross court to McManaway. High pass, but he reached the sky high for it. So swinging around the perimeter to Earhart. He spins around, puts up a shot in the paint. No good. Jada Miller fighting for the rebound, and he's got it. Now he tries to go back up with it. Turn around, jumper, hook, no good. And they're calling a foul on Altamont there. And I think they're going to get Caden with that. Trying to get the ball back, and they will. His first, team's third. Caden Miller will take his seat, and Jared Coleman will check back in. And Caden uh, Eifer comes in as well for the Maroons. That is Gephardt getting it over there. Mid-range jumper, no good. And it's going to be a follow, no good by Westendorf. And a rebound by uh, McManaway. Six minutes to go here in the second. Yarhouse with the ball. Trying to cross over Nieberge. Loses it. And now he picks it up. He has to find someone to pass to do. He finds Hamer. It's a screen from Earhart. Now goes over to McManaway in the corner with a little pump fake. He drives. This is it to Coleman up and in. It almost rolled out, but it rolled back through, and it's 24 to 6. Coleman's got 10 now. Westendorf the other way. They're going to call a foul on Altamont. That foul's number 24, Aiden McManaway. McManaway, excuse me, his first team's fourth. And uh, McManaway will take a seat, and Elam will come back in. Elam made those three threes in the first quarter. And Altamont, uh, or Dietrich, will get it in. And it's going to be picked off. They were trying for that backdoor cut, but it was intercepted by Earhart. Elam hands it back off to Earhart. Top of the key, three. No good. Left it short. Rebounded by Eifert. Gephardt brings it across the timeline. He uh, dribbles and gives it back off to Eifert. Now get over to Kidd. Kidd, a little pump fake. Mid-range jumper is good for Colton Kidd. His first basket is 24-8. And it's Hammer again. A screen uh, from Earhart. Backdoor cut to Yarhouse. Mid-range floater is off. And rebounded by Gephardt. Gephardt the other way. He's looking to go coast to coast. Puts it up. And he goes up, down with it, and they're going to call a tie-up. And so it's going to be a jump ball, alternate possession arrow to Altamont. Luckily, you got the jump ball called there, otherwise it would definitely be travel. All right. And it was uh, Elam coming back in. Or no, it was Eli Miller coming back in. And Yarhouse was the one who took a seat. It's Eli with the basketball, gives it over to Elam. Elam has it here on the left side. Now he goes over to Hammer. Now to Ar in the corner. Picks up his dribble. Cross-court pass. Dangerous pass. And it's picked off by Gary Nieberge. Layup. Left it too strong. But he gets his own rebound back, though. So uh, Nieberge gets the ball back after he missed the layup. And uh, Garrett will dribble it back now more towards the timeline. Coming up on four minutes to go in the half. Dietrich just looking to get in a double figures here. They get it over there to Funiman. Now to Kid for three from the elbow. Good. Own Kid, his first three, 24 to 11. Under four to go here in the first half. It's Hammer being screened up from Earhart. Now Hammer will hand it off to Eli Miller. He'll get a screen from Coleman. Now 
Eli has it. He'll drive, throws up with a wild shot. No good. Battle for the rebound. Goes to Colton Kidd. And now Gephardt will look to run with it. He's in the front court. Puts up the runner. Off. And the rebound goes to Eli Miller. Eli up to Elam. Elam here on the left side. He's over to Eli Miller here on the wing. Taking a screen from Earhart. And Eli picks up his dribble out here. Gives off to Coleman at the volleyball line. He's over to Hammer. Hammer with a little pump fake. He'll drive. He's at the free throw line, and he lost it, but it gets into the hands of Elam somehow. Little fake hand off. Elam drives. Layup off the glass. And in for Dylan Elam. He's in the double figures. 26 to 11. 250 or 245 to go here in the opening half. And it's Gephardt in between the circles. Backdoor cut for Eifert. And they're going to say he stepped out. And so that's going to be a turnover back to the Indians. That was a nice pass down low there. It was just uh, let him, let Eifert just a little bit too far there. Right, yeah, it was a nice backdoor cut. It was, and the Eifer was, was wide open. So, Kaden Miller will check back in, and Coleman will check out, and Yarhouse will also return as well. And uh, it was uh, McManaway, I think, who was taking a seat. Maybe Hammer, actually. Cornette's back out there as well. I saw him sneaking there. He's behind the basket. Now they get it to uh, Cornette. He gets a pump fake over to Kaden Miller. Up and in for Kaden Miller, his first basket. And it's 28 to 11. It's going to be uh, down low underneath. This is good for Funneman on the layup. Get out, kept out the mountain map in there. 28-13. Elam had it taken away. And it's Niebergy running the other way. Layup no good. And they're going to say it was out of bounds, I think. And it was off of Altamont. So it'll be Dietrich. Stays with Dietrich here. As Yarhouse got back and knocked it out of bounds. And. Nice effort there by Yarhouse to do that. Stop the easy layup, yeah. Westendorf gets it in. High pass. And Kidd has to go track it down here in the backcourt. And it's going to be a Gephardt. Left side. The runner off the glass. No good. The solo by Funneman is in, though. So Funneman with his second point. It's 28-15. That was a nice putback here by Funneman. He was right there. Minute 40 to go in the opening half. It's Yarhouse. As out of the top of the key. Our house looking for someone to pass to. He's over to Eli Miller here on the volleyball line. Now Elam back out more towards midcourt. That's the boy here on the right side now with a minute 24 to go. Elam lost it, and Niebuhr, he dug it on the floor for it, but Elam got it back. Over the corner to Cornette. He'll drive baseline and try to thread the needle to Kata Miller, and they're going to call hey, a jump ball. Jump ball, alternate possession. Should give it to the Maroons, and it does. So with a minute 14 to go, 28 to 15, Altamont with the lead. And it's going to be uh, Gephardt getting across the timeline. They uh, force the pass down low, and it's picked off by Eli Miller. Outlet pass to Cornette. Way up. Good. Around the fast break, Logan Cornette. Makes it 30 to 15. 50 seconds to go in the half. It's Niebergy there on the right side. 45 seconds left. Garrett 
It's a screen from Kidd. Garrett drives, throws up the wild shot. No good. Rebounded by Yarhouse. 39 seconds. Coach Nebury telling them to run. That's what they're doing. Eli Miller had it almost taken away by Westendorf, but Eli gets it back. Underneath to Kata Miller is open. Up and in for Kata Miller. It's 32 to 15, Altamont. 20 seconds left. As it's going to be Gephardt in between the circles as the bench gets up now. Right in front of the Tribal Council as well with 10 seconds left. Westendorf holding it at the volleyball line. Gets a screen there from Kidd himself. It's a foul. They say that Westendorf extended that arm and it was right in front of the official as well. And as an offensive foul on Dietrich, Southmont will get it back with 5.4 left. Foul kid or Westendorf? Uh, they said kid, but Westendorf was the one who had the ball, so. Well, that's what I thought. I was on number 35, I said. Colton Kent yeah. is first, team's third. Well, Scott knows, so. So Dom, they get it in on the inbounds. That's Elam. Elam has it in the front court. Deep three. Oh, oh. back iron, no good. Out of put the exclamation point on the half, but there's a deep three, and Altamont lead here at the half in the championship semifinal over Dietrich, 32 to 15, and we'll be back in a few moments after we tabulate the first half stats. We'll try to get you some other scores from around the area, and we'll get you the scores from tonight's previous games as well. And so we'll be back in a few minutes. Altamont lead 32 to 15 here at the half. You're listening out to my Indians basketball here on Jack FM. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 in North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait, Marjorie, what's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George! Mm. Oh, Marjorie... Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again. Oh, George. This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Payne, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont, Neffingham. See a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator posts in or out to care for clothes your way. 
check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you. Oh, George. Wait, Marjorie. What's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George. Mm. Oh, Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again. Oh, George. This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School Championship Semifinals here. Altamont in the lead at the half, 32-15. to 15. As Altamont got out to a great start and 22-5. They led after one quarter of play. But Rockets is kind of bogged down there in the second quarter. Dietrich did. Uh, have a better second quarter that time around. But Altamont just got up in front in the first quarter and started hitting their threes. And seems like everything uh, is kind of going their way uh, right now in the first half. And that's kind of how it felt like the first time around as well. It seemed like everything was coming up all Altamont. The first half it feels a little eerily similar with all the threes being made as well from the previous matchup. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely does feel feel that way and yeah you know, like you said both teams got bogged down there in the, in the second quarter uh by 10, 10 to 10 I don't know at least 32 to 15 here but uh yeah nobody really uh 
made too many, too many big threes or big shots there in that, uh, that second quarter. But, uh, excuse me, as, uh, they, they played to the 10 tie there in that second quarter. And uh, Dietrich had five turnovers in the first half, and Alamon only had two turnovers in the first half. So let's take a look at some more stats here. First four, <coughs> excuse me, first for Alamont, Jared Hammer. He's one for two from the field, 0 for one from three-point range. He's got one steal as well. Uh, Eli Miller, he's one for two from the field with two points. Uh, Jared Hammer has two points as well. Dylan Elam, he's uh, one for three from field goal range, but he's three for three from three-point range. He's got 11 points. Avery Yarhouse, he's 0 for one from the field, one for one from three-point range. Aiden McManway is 0 for one from three-point range. Logan Fournette is... Uh, 0 for 2 from the field. Connor Earhart's 0 for 1 from 3 point range. Eric Coleman's 10 points. He's 5 for 5 from the field. And Caden Miller, he's 2 for 3 from the field. With uh, 4 points, Eric Coleman's got 10 points for a total of 32. For Diedrich, uh, Garrett, Garrett Neaver, he's 0 for 3 from the field. Uh, Jackson Putnam, he's 2 for 2 from the field with 4 points. Caden Nipper, uh, he's played but not scored. Cole Will is 0 for 2 from the field. Tanner Will is 0 for 2 from the field and 0 for 2 from the free throw line. Lucas Westendorf, he's 0 for 4 from the field and 1 for 2 from the 3-point range with uh, 3 points. Caleb Gephardt is 1 for 4 from the field and 1 for 2 from the free throw line with 3 points. Uh, John Holtz, wave is not scored. Colton Kidd, 1 for 1 from the field, 1 for 2 from the 3-point range with 5 points. So, there's a look at the first half stats, Travis, and uh, Altamont definitely, excuse me, definitely, definitely controlled uh, here so far. The second quarter was a little bit slower, like I said, bogged down, but uh, we'll see what happens here in the, here in the second half. Yeah, I thought the defense as well uh, was, uh, was one of the calling cards for the Indians, of course, and uh, they had a did a good job there in the opening half of. Gephardt had 22 in the first game against Wizards Two Strong, and you know he only has three points here at the half. Westendorf, uh, he had 18. He only has three here in uh, this game uh, as well. So uh, defense, like always, is uh, one of the calling cards for the Indians and showing why uh, tonight uh, they're against two of the better players, two of the bigger scorers for Altman. Currently, right now, it's going to be tough to beat Aiden Johnson. Uh, top scorer in the tournament uh, so far, and South Central just played tonight and beat uh, CHBC 60 to 42. He was filling it up in the first half. I don't remember exactly how many points he finished with, uh, but he had 31 the other night against uh, North Clay. So uh, it would be a lead in the tournament in uh, scoring. Uh, Brady Riddle can't be too far behind. He put up uh, 25 uh, points a game ago, or just against Altamont. So. And of course, played earlier tonight as well as the drum line finishing uh, their halftime performance here. Again, winner advances to the championship, and they'll either take on the winners of St. Anthony or Nioga. And that'll be decided tomorrow evening. And uh, the also game before that will be South Central as they beat CHBC earlier. They'll take on St. Elmer Brownstown, who St. Anthony uh, defeated the other night. For SCB, so I see Coach Peasel and Coach Becky down there next to the uh, Altima bench there, and so doing a little basketball watching tonight, taking a night off for coaching. 
finally, uh, Dietrich was ready to go, but the coaches were. Here comes out the coaching staff, Coach Bonoff, Coach Pilcher, coming out of the uh, locker room late there, but we're ready to go now as Altamont will have possession of the basketball. We're going over some last-minute strategy. Yeah, I guess so. And it'll be uh, left to right on your radio dial for Altamont. All starters in for the Indians as Yarhouse has the ball. He kicks over in the corner to Cornette. Shot for three. Back iron, no good. It tipped around. A long rebound goes to Yarhouse. And Yarhouse underneath the basket. Dishes to Coleman. Up and no good. And three guys around him. And Westendorf with the rebound. Dietrich over going right to left on your radio dial. Westendorf gets the screen there from Niebergi. And it goes off of Kidd, and he finally gets control of it. Hands over to Westendorf. Fires the pass over to Gephardt. Crosses over and gives it over there to Cole Will. Uh, Tanner Will. And it's a three-pointer for Gephardt. Too strong. Long rebound goes to Hamer. Hamer running with it. Had it tipped by the Maroons, and it's going to go out of bounds. Stays right here with Altamont. Nice defensive effort there by Deer. Tips the ball out of bounds. And so Cornette will inbound there on the sidelines for the Indians. Hammer has it here on the left side. And he's uh, looking to do something with it. Hands off or gets the screen there by Earhart. Now he passes off to Yarhouse. Yarhouse in between the circles. Loses the dribble. Picks it up and gives it over to Hammer in the right corner. Dumps it down low to Coleman. Coleman underneath the basket. Up and underneath the basket. No good, and they're going to say it was tipped by the Maroons. And so it stays right here with Altamont. That was Coleman's first miss of the night. And Hammer gets it in. High pass for Cornette, but he hauls it down. Now he picks up his dribble, spins around, trying to get it off to Hammer. Hammer stops and uh, picks up his dribble. Backdoor cut to Yarhouse. Yarhouse turning the basket over to Cornette in the right corner. Now he hands back off the yard house, and the yard house is out of bounds. So that'll be a turnover to Dietrich. Elmont's first turnover of the half, or third, third of the game. Cornette saw himself in trouble and handed it off to Avery, and Avery was out of bounds. And so it'll be Gephardt bringing it up. 6.15 to go here in the third. No one scored yet. As Kidd uh, trying to break it, and he does. Three-pointer there for Colton Kidd, his second three of the night. 32-18. First points of the second half go to the Maroons, and it's picked off. And Westendorf running the other way. Layup is good. Oh, Lucas Westendorf. And it's 32-20. And Elam crosses over, almost loses it. And they're going to call Dietrich with the bump, I think. Uh, they were trying to get that loose ball, though, and crashed right into Elam. Fouls on the Colton Kids, his second team's first of the half. And uh, so it'll be uh, inbounded to uh, Cornette, and uh, too deep of a inbound pass. They say that Gephardt got his hand on it, so it'll stay right here with the Indians. Altabon will inbound in front of their own bench. That's Elam getting it in. It's going to be picked off by Westendorf. Westendorf running the other way again. Layup is good. Back-to-back fast break layups off field for Westendorf, and it's a 10-point game, 32-22. Elam 
Gets it over to uh, Coleman. Coleman down low to Earhart. Double team. Had it knocked away. Stolen away again. Here comes Gephardt the other way. And Cornette's there to foul him. And it'll be a, a foul on Gephardt. So they'll go to the free throw line here to shoot two. As Gephardt can get it under double digits now. Fouls on Logan Cornette, his second, team's first of the half. And Coach Niebuhr, he wants a timeout as Dietrich now has all the momentum. And before the free throws can be shot, Coach Niebuhr, will take a timeout. So we'll take a timeout as well. 5-23 to go here in the third. Ten-point lead for Altamont. But Dietrich shooting free throws when we come back in 30. You're listening to Indians basketball here on Jack of M. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here to Altamont Community High School. As the Dietrich will be at the free throw line, and they're down by 10, but they have done all the scoring here in the second half to start off this one. Yeah, they are. They're on a 7-0 run so far here in the second half. And it's still going to be a 7-0 run as the three-pointer or the free throw is off by Gephardt, but he'll get another one. Bounce off the front of the rim, back the rim, back off the front of the rim now. Gephardt left it short, no good, but he gets his own miss back though. Mid-range jumper for Gephardt is off and rebounded by Elam. Eli Miller checked in on that last timeout. Elam weaves in and out of traffic, hands off to Eli. Now over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse with a little head fake. Goes back out to Eli Miller. Shot for a three. No good. And Westendorf pulls down the rebound. Altamont still not on the scoreboard yet. Still a 7-0 run by the Maroons. As the Gephardt has it there on the right wing. Now hands off to a kid. Kid gives it off to a Westendorf. He dribbles inside. And it's going to be stolen away right into the hands of Yarhouse. Yarhouse had it taken away from him. And kid trying to save it. And say is off of kid. And so it's going to be out of bounds to Altamont. All right, say it's off of Yarnhouse, they say. And so Coleman will take a seat, and Kaden Miller will come back in. They're going to say that they threw it off of uh, Yarnhouse, and so it'll be the Maroons' ball. Westendorf will bring it out the floor, and a little soft pass there, knocked away by Elam. And Kata Miller does an extra dive as well. I can't get it. And so I'll stay right here with Dietrich. That was nice efforts by Elam and Kaden Miller to try to keep that ball in bounds. Yeah, I don't know if Kaden really uh, could have uh, slid there, but he dove anyways. He's making it look good. He's making it look nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, make it look nice. And uh, we wipe up the perspiration from Kaden Miller. Now we're back to live action here as Dietrich. We'll inbound it there on the sidelines. They'll get it in, and Westendorf will have the basketball at the volleyball line. Gives it over there to Niebergi. Now over to Gephardt. It's a screen from Kidd, and gets it back to Kidd for three. No good off the front of the rim. Battle for the rebound goes to Gephardt. 
just rips it away, and he tries to put up the shot, and there's going to be a, a foul. And I think it's going to go on Altamont. Bowen Fournette is third. Second half. I couldn't tell if Gephardt was excited in frustration or if he was excited because he got fouled. It's the latter, and he'll go to the free throw line, but still unable to hit that free throw. He'll get another one, though. 4-10 to go in the half. Subs coming in. Funneman coming back in for the Maroons. He'll come in for Kidd. And Tanner Will also came in as well. And the hammer returned as well for the Indians. So Gebhardt at the line for a second free throw. And this is also no good. So he's lately been over four. And they're going to say hey, a timeout by Coach Niebergi. Hey, he's got to try to find something to get some points on the scoreboard here in the third. They'll take another timeout, so we'll take another timeout as well. We'll be back in 30. Altamont lead him by 10. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack FM. George, George, what's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie, it's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you. Oh, George. Wait, Marjorie, what's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George. Oh, Marjorie, oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again. Oh, George. This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. We're back to more Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Here to Altamont Community High School. Semifinals of the championship bracket. And it's Dietrich trailing by 10 here, but they've done all the scoring so far in the second half. They're on a 7-0 run. And it's 4-10 to go. So Coach Debergy trying to draw something up and get the Indians going offensively. This also allows Dietrich to set up their full court pressure and that's exactly what they do. As Hammer finally breaks it, Elam, a touch pass to Eli Miller. Layup is good. First two points of the second half. Where Altamont goes to Eli Miller. And that's 34-22. That was a nice pass there to open Eli Miller. And it's going to be down low there to Tanner Will. Gives it off to Wessendorf. No good. Fight for the rebound. Goes to Funneman. He just throws it up there, and it's good. Just tipped it in. And it's 34-24. And there's going to be a, a foul there on the maroon. And uh, now it's going to be the second one on the Western North. I can pencil that in now. Pin it in. There you go. His second team. Almost got it reaching over the back there, but. Fortunately, they don't call it there as Yarhouse down low to Kata Miller. Throws up, no, but he is fouled. As Kata Miller hits the deck and he'll go to the free throw line to shoot free throws. So Kata Miller will go to the line for two. Four points in the first half, and he has his fifth. And it's 35-24. Fouls on Jackson Funneman for Dietrich, his first. And Nikita Miller, the free throw line. Second one on the way is also good. Two for two there for Caden. He's got six points. It's 
3.15 to go here in the third. Tanner Will, free throw line jumper, had it affected by Miller. I don't know if he had it blocked, but Funderman's right there on the spot and got the deflection in, and it's 36-26. Miller in transition for three. Caden Miller, that is. Hammer fighting for the rebound, and it goes to Garrett Niebergy for the Maroons. A little bit of a rush shot there. Gephardt gets a hard screen from Tanner Will, and he gives it over to him. Now to a Funneman. Now Niebergy here. Over to Gephardt. Gephardt on the right side. Trying to hit Wessendorf in the post, but Elam is fronting him there. Funneman mid-range jumper. Short. Rebound. Goes to Wessendorf. He puts it back up, and he's fouled. So Lucas Wessendorf will go to the line for two here. Caden Miller, his second team's third. So Lucas Westendorf will go to the free throw line for the first time tonight for him. Uh, maybe Dieter can uh, finally cut it to single digits. They can't. Free throws, free throws, free throws. And Earhart, Coleman, a check back in. Eli Miller, Caden Miller, take a seat. And then... Westendorf will be at the line for a second one. Still a 10-point game. Finally catches the single digit. 36-27. One for two of the line for Westendorf. Hammer has it in between the circles. 2.20 to go in the third. Hammer on the right side, picks it up. Tries to look to do something with it. He's in a little bit of trouble. He's got to get it off, and he gets a five-second. And to a turnover back to Dietrich. I thought him on fifth turnover of the half of, after only having two turnovers in the first half. And how many times do we see Hamer do that to other people? And this time, Dietrich does it to him. Right. But it's back under nine for the first time in quite a while. As Gephardt hands off to Tanner Will. Tanner Will, way up and good. Combo basket and the foul. Tanner Will, we go to the free throw line for the end one. And Dietrich gets all fired up. Here, come back now are the Maroons. <coughs> and so Tanner Will will go to the free throw line for and one and 36-29. Fouls on Avery Yarhouse, his second team sport. And the free throw is good for Tanner Will. And it's a six-point game, 36-30, minute 55 to go. Hammer. With the basketball, he dribbles inside, the layup is good for Hamer, his second bucket. It's 38-30. Minute 40 to go in the third. Gephardt all the way to the rim. He got hit on the head and made the layup anyway. Gephardt layup is good, and he'll go to the line for the end one. Foul's on Dylan Elam, his first, he's fifth. 38-32. And Gephardt out the line for his and one free throw. It's good this time. And it's 38-33. A minute 30 to go in the third. And it's going to be Hamer. Over to Earhart. Down low to Coleman. Gets one guy goes 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 by. And there's going to be a foul on Dietrich. I don't think it was in the act of shooting. So that's be a common foul. 
Chicago and Gephardt, his second team's four. Westendorf, Gephardt, and the kid all have two fouls. Hammer will have a seat, and Eli Miller will check back in. Minute 23 to go. This is the closest that Dietrich has been since the first quarter. Five-point game now. As Eli Miller will inbounds on the baseline. Eli looking for someone to pass to. And that internal clock was really going. Gets it into Elam. Elam dribbles there on the left side. He picked it up. Bounce pass to Eli. Eli gets a screen up from Earhart. And Eli dribbles on the right side. Hand off to Yarhouse. Yarhouse gets a screen up from Coleman. And Yarhouse down low to Coleman. Dangerous pass. And it was tipped by Kidd. And it goes out of bounds. They're actually going to say it wasn't off of Kidd. It was off of Altamont. Going to be Dietrich ball. Yeah, it looks like it was off of Coleman there. I thought it was tipped from the vantage point, but uh, Eifert also checked in for the Maroons last time up. Gephardt, under a minute to go now. 52 seconds left in the third. Kid on the right side. Kid looking to do something with it. Crosses over Coleman. Hands off to Eifert in the corner. Back up to Tanner Will. 40 seconds left. Over to a Funiman. Funiman now to Gephardt. Gephardt drives with the layup. Good for Caleb Gephardt. And it's 38-35, only a three-point game. 25 seconds left. Eli Miller dribbling off his foot. And it's going to be a turnover back to Dietrich. So Dietrich, after being down a double figures to tie the game on this possession in the third. All marooned here in this third. All momentum, too. But it's thrown away by Eli Miller. He can't control it, though. He saves it, gets it in to Eli Miller. Or... Uh, Elam, Yarhouse, three, yes! Three-pointer for Avery Yarhouse, his second one, 41-35. The other way for Gephardt, layup is good for Gephardt, and that's how we end the third. So, Dieter takes a little bit of the momentum back in a fast-going third quarter to end it there. We're off to the races here, and we're in for an exciting finish here in the championship semifinal in that third quarter as any indication. So we'll be back in one minute to catch our breath and come into the fourth quarter and listening to Indians basketball here on Jack FM. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on Jack FM. Start of the fourth quarter, kid left the layup short and rebounded by Yarhouse. But a 20-9 third quarter there by Dietrich has gotten them back in the game here. And it's back out to a hammer. 
Hammer with the basketball. He's a double team. Passes out to Cornette. He drives baseline, kicks it back out to Hammer. He'll swing it over to Yarhouse. Another three. Yes! Avery's third three. And it's 44-37. And a Gephardt has it in between the circles. Gets it. Screen from Kidd, and Coach Bonoff wants a timeout. So he sees Altamont taking a little bit of momentum back here in the third. So we'll take a quick 30 as well. You're listening to Indians basketball here on Jack FM. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important. Employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to uh, Championship Semifinals of the NTC Tournament. It's just gotten fun in the last five minutes or so. As uh, Coach Bonoff called that quick 30 to try to settle the maroons down a little bit. As they've gotten back in it, but it's going to be Gephardt, three-pointer, no good. And it's going to be rebounded by Cornette. Outlet pass to Yarhouse. Yarhouse the other way, dribbles around, kid, to the basket, and the foul for Avery Yarhouse. Now Altamont takes the momentum swing back. Foul on Colton Kidd, his third, team fifth. They are also go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. And now all of a sudden, the lead's back to nine of four Altamont, 46-37. And Yarhouse will go to the line for the end one. It's good. And it's back to 10, 47-37. Just a three-point game a minute ago. And now all of a sudden, it's back up to 10. Amazing, you have a side turn. It really has. Gephardt down low to Westendorf, and they're going to call a foul on the floor on Altamont, so it'll just be an out-of-bounds play as we got one more before the bonus. Go on Avery there. Third. And Fundamen will come in, and Tanner Will will have a breather. They get in to Kidd. She is good on the alley-oop. For Colton Kidd, he's in the double figures. It's 47-39. Hammer will get it over to Elam. Elam hands over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse, free throw line jumper, fading away as well, but it's going to be rebounded by Hammer. Hammer battling down low, trying to get in position, and Coach Nieberge bails him out there and calls a 30-second timeout. Hammer, of course, only 5'11 down there, and Got the rebound, and everyone trying to reach in on him. And Coach Deaver, he called a quick 30-second timeout. It was just a 30, so we'll just keep it right here. As it's 6.23 to go in the game, and Altamont leads 47-39. And Jared Hamill with a big offensive rebound there, one of the smallest guys on the floor, and gets the offensive board that time. Yeah, he was, he was right there, and... Yeah, the smallest guy on the floor was able to get the rebound there. And uh, first year, you bail them out with the, the 
timeout. Alamont uh, definitely taking the momentum swing back here uh, with 6.3 left to go in the, the uh, fourth quarter. And uh, so it'll be uh, Altamont getting it in. That's Hamer getting it in. He gets into Elam. Elam spin around, puts up the shot. Is up no good. Caden Miller with the rebound. Oh, it's blocked by Gephardt. But Altamont keeps it alive as they get the ball back. Here comes the double. Gives it off to Hamer. Hamer back to Yarhouse. Yarhouse for another three. Short. And it goes out of bounds. Elam tried to save it, but it was already out. So it'll be Dietrich basketball. Credit to close out there by Garrett Nieberge. Got a hand up and got it right in Avery's face. And Dietrich will get the ball back. And it's Gephardt with the ball. Almost had it stolen away, but gives it off to Westendorf. Westendorf, step back three, top of the key. Off, no good. Rebounded by Yarhouse. 5.45 to go in the game. Elam, three-pointer. No good. It was too deep. And Hammer with another rebound. He gives it off to Miller. And it's going to be stolen away by Dietrich. As it's Gephardt, finds Westendorf in the corner. Trying to dribble around Elam. Gets the man up in the air. Westendorf back iron too strong. And it's tipped out to Elam. Long outlet pass to Hammer. He's open. Whip. Good. On the outlet pass to Hammer. The lead's back to 10 for Altamont. 49-39. Gephardt the other way. And they're going to call it jump ball. A jump ball. Often a possession arrow will give it to the Indians. Could have gone either way on that. Either jump ball or foul. Well, I don't think either either one of them had a possession. And I don't either. <laughs> he called it a jump. And Coach Bonoff didn't agree with it. But he's not going to win that argument. No, he's not. Hammer will walk it across the timeline. We got five minutes to go in the game. Hammer dribbles it here on the perimeter. And now he'll pick it up. And he hands off to Avery. Avery picks his dribble up. Now over back to Hammer. At the volleyball line. He'll dribble past Funneman, and they're going to get a foul on the broom. It's okay, because one more foul will... One more foul to give before the bonus. And Hammer will check out. Eli Miller will come in. That foul was on Funneman, his second. Eli gets it in, trying for the alley-oop to Elam, but it goes right in the hands of Cornette. Spins around, gives it off to Elam again. He's wide open for three. Can't get it to fall. And a battle for the loose ball. here are going to call a foul on Altamont. But the real question is, who's it on? Or we're going the other way to shoot free throws. As we're on the bonus now. Double on Eli Miller, his first team seventh. Kata Miller will... Set down and uh, Coleman will check back in. Westendorf will be at the line. Free throw up is good, so he'll get another. Westendorf's got nine, and the lead is nine. 49 to 40. Westendorf trying to cut into it again, and he does. Two for two there. And he's in a double figure. 49-41. to 41. The lead is 8 for Altamont. 4.30 to go in the game. Elam gets a couple of screens. Throws up the layup. No good. Rebounded by Coleman, though. Trying to get back in position underneath the basket, and he's fouled. 
Diane Coleman will go to the free throw line for two shots here. Ooh, that's on kid. Kids four, both kids four, team seven. Yeah, so next one will send next common foul, a one-on-one bonus, but this is two shots for Coleman. And it was left the whole way. So it's still an eight-point game, 49 to 41. Earhart comes back in, and Eli Miller will have a seat. 4.22 to go in the game. And Coleman's second free throw on the way is good. One for two that trip for Eric. And it's nine, 50 to 41 lead for Altamont. Wessendorf hits it across half court. Picks it up. Gives up to Nieberg in between the circles. He'll drive, throws up the wild shot, and rebounded by Yarhouse. Yarhouse the other way. Picks it up. Has some help over to Earhart. Now he passes back to uh, Yarhouse. Yarhouse trying to get it to Coleman, but it was tipped and intercepted by Dietrich. That's into the hands of Gephardt. Up to Westendorf. Layup good off the glass for Westendorf. It's 50-43. to 43. It's back to seven. As Elam will get a screen uh, there by Earhart. Elam drives, puts it up, and it's going to be a foul on Dietrich as Gephardt fell right on top of Elam. And he might have landed on the ball as well, but Dylan gets up. As Dietrich just got caught up in the air there and nowhere to land but on top of Elam. And Eli will go to, or um, not Eli, but uh, Dylan will go to the free throw line here. Yeah, foul's going to get part his third. He's eighth. Nieberg will take a seat, and I think Kenner will, or Eifert will return. But Elam will be at the line for two. And it's no good, actually. It wasn't an act of shooting, so it was just a common foul. And it was rebounded by Gephardt. So it's still a seven-point game. As Funneman will hand off to Westendorf. Westendorf keeps his dribble alive. Cornette's all over him, though, and got away with a travel almost. Eifert, two-pointer, too strong. Rebounded by Westendorf, and they're going to call a foul. They're going to get Cornette on that one. Logan Cornett, that's his fourth foul. Yeah, so uh, Colton Kidd for Dietrich and Logan Cornett have four fouls, and that'll be one-on-one bonus for Westendorf. Hammer comes back in, and Elam will get a breather. Westendorf, free throw, no good. And the rebound goes to Gephardt, though, and it's off of Coleman, they say. So it'll stay right here with the Maroons. Eifert, the inbound there on the sideline, gets it into Westendorf, nearly stolen by Cornett, but Westendorf had it knocked away over to Tanner Willis for three in the corner, no good, and the rebound goes to Hamer. Funneman mistimed his jump just slightly, and that allowed Hamer to pick up the rebound, and they're going to get a foul reaching in on Dietrich there, trying to get the ball away from Hamer. Foul's on Lucas Westendorf, his third, he's ninth. So Hammer will go to the free throw line here to shoot one and one. Cornette will take a seat and Elam will come back in. And uh, Cole will, will come in uh, for Eifert. Two or 3 one to go here in the fourth. 
Been stuck on seven for a little bit now. Hamer's free throw is in and out. No good. Long rebound. He'll go to Tanner Wolf with Dietrich. Tanner looking to push. And he goes up with it, trying to draw a foul. But Elam comes away with the rebound. And they're trying to tie it up. And they're going to call a reach-in foul there on Dietrich. As Tanner was in the area, so was Westendorf. And we're going to go the other way. Shoot two free throws as it's double bonus time. Fourth foul for Lucas Westendorf. Team 10. I was going to say they probably would have wanted it to go on Tanner. Yes, they would have. So Elam will be at the line for automatic two free throws. That's huge. Free throw is no good. Almost got it stuck. And our official got tangled up with Coleman as well. And official uh, after run that off. He got up limping a little bit. But Elam missed his first free throw, but he'll get another one. And it's also no good. But rebounded by Coleman. Put back. No good. Still fighting for the loose ball. That goes to Earhart. But Weston North rips it away. And they're going to call a foul. Oh, my. I think they're going to call it on Altamont, though. Nope. They call it on Dietrich. Wow. That's it for Weston North. It's a foul. Oh, that's a bang-bang play right there. There's two guys battling for the ball. And Westendorf is going to get called for his fifth foul. So that'll be it for Westendorf, one of the main scorers for Dietrich. Still a seven-point game here with 2.46 to go. Earhart will be at the line to shoot two free throws. After all that, as Coach Bonoff wanted an explanation for that last foul, that's a tough one to take. Yeah, the really, really is. So it's Earhart, free throw. No good. Both teams leaving the door open for each other. Missing free throws. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I saw that last one. Coach Neber, you're not happy with that last one. Earhart's second free throw is good this time. So Earhart's one for two. And it's a nine-point game, 51-43. to as Kaden Miller returns and Earhart will have a seat. So, eight-point game, 51-43, 2.46 to go. Championship game, NCC tournament. Championship game on the line. Who wants it? We'll find out in the next 2.40. As it'll be Gephardt. Over to Kidd. Dangerous pass, but gets complete to Will. That's Cole Will. Gives it back off to Kidd. Gephardt gets a couple of screens, contested three, no good, rebound, goes to Kata Miller, and he's going to walk with it. Or, nope, they're going to call a foul. I may he just stepped out. They're going to say he stepped out. Okay, so he's pretty close to the out-of-bounds there. So. Okay, so it'll be Dietrich basketball as Miller uh, had his foot on the line, I guess, before he saved it, so... It'll be uh, Coleman uh, uh, taking a seat. Yardhouse came back in, and they're going to call a travel on Dietrich. So uh, the Maroons, with a turnover, gives it back to the Indians. Eli Miller coming back in. Logan Cornett taking a seat. Nieberge back in uh, for the Maroons. 2.21 to go in the game. 
Eli looking for someone to pass to. Gets it in to Elam. Elam better watch out from behind. Dribbles out of a double team. And gives off to Kata Miller. Good. Break the pressure. And Eli Miller was open underneath. And it's back to 10, 53-43. Two minutes to go in the game. Kid with the basketball for the Maroons. Mid-range jumper, no good. And uh, that was going to be a uh, shot was going to be no good anyways as they granted Coach Bonoff a timeout. It was almost like he got it at the same time kids shot the basketball. And uh, they're going to call uh, Bonoff with a T.O. there. And so we'll take a quick timeout as well. Minute 58 to go. 58 or 53 to 43. And we're back at 30. You're listening to Indians basketball and Jack of them. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in uh, Altamont Community High School. Championship semifinal spot of the championship game on the line. Minute 58 finding out who's going to go there between Altamont and Dietrich. And tomorrow night we'll find out who uh, the winners of this game will play on Saturday night for the championship. St. Anthony or North Clay. Wish they got a little bit of time to decide this one. They'll get it in to a kid. Now over to Gephardt. He's open for three. Splash for Caleb Gephardt. And it's 53-46. It's a seven-point game. Hamer gets it across the timeline. Almost stolen away. Cornette has it in the corner. High pass for Eli Miller. And it'll be out of bounds to Dietrich. Almost nine turnover of the half. 11th of the game. Don't count to your Callison just yet. Minute 30 to go. Seven-point game. And they'll get it over to Kid. Kid gives it over to Tanner Will. Gets a screen. Throws up a wild shot. Hits the side of the backboard. Loose ball. Players diving all over the floor for it. And Elam's going to come away with it. And through the chaos is Eli Miller. And they're going to call a foul on a T-trick. And so Eli Miller will go to the free throw line here to shoot two. Fouls on Jackson Putnam just third. Minute 13 to go. 53-46. Eli Miller will be at the line shooting two. Free throw up is good. Eli's third point, and it makes it 54-46. Eight-point game. Eli Miller, second free throw, is up and good. Two for two there for Eli, two big free throws there. 55-46, back to nine. Gephardt the other way, puts it up, is good for Gephardt. And it's 55-48. One minute to go. Elam's trying to be a double teamed here, and they're going to call a foul on Dietrich. Not a lot there, but... Or Dylan Elam's going to go to the free throw line to shoot two. That was on Garrett Niebuhr. You see his first 
And so, Elam struggled this quarter, been one for four, but first run up for him is good. Fifty-six to forty-eight. Fifty-nine point four left. Elam second free throw also good. Two for two there for Elam, and it's fifty-seven forty-eight. It's back to nine with fifty-five seconds left. Kid. With the basketball, picks it up over to Niebergi. Niebergi throws it up, and it's no good. And it's going to be over and back there on Funneman. As him and Eli Miller will battle for the rebound. Eli will walk the other way to shoot two more free throws. Jackson Funneman's fourth foul. And so Eli will go to the line for two more free throws. 45.6 45.6 left. And Eli's the free throw up and good. Back to 10. It's 58 to 48. As Cole Will will check out Garrett Niebergi. will sit down and Cole actually checked in. And uh, we got Funneman. Coming out as well. Coleman will return as well. Caden Miller will take a seat. I think that was Andrew Hall coming in for the Maroons. Eli for his second free throw. Is good. 59 of 48. Four for four in this final quarter for Eli Miller, and he'll take a seat. Cornette will come back in, and the Tribal Council can feel it now. Tatum Miller encourages everyone to get to their feet. Deep three by Gephardt was off, but it's going to be rebounded there by Hall, and it's going to be a three-pointer by Will is off. No good. Rebounded by Coleman. 30 seconds left. And Coach Burnham says don't foul. So that'll do it. They'll just let the time run out. 20 seconds left, and Altamont will be advancing to the championship game. For the second year in a row, maybe third year in a row. 2021, of course, we did not have a tournament. But the defending champions will be back in the championship game to defend their crown. And that'll do it. As Altamont comes away with the win of 59-248. Dietrich trailed by double figures. Got back into it. They trailed by only three. So they couldn't get any closer than that. As Altamont comes away with the win. And they'll be playing for the championship game on Saturday night at 7.30. We'll find out who will take on tomorrow night. It's either St. Anthony or North Clay. A rematch with North Clay or first meeting of the season with St. Anthony. We'll find that out tomorrow night. Should be a good one either way. As Altamont a winner tonight. 59-248 over Dietrich as Altamont. Also keeps their winning streak alive as well. Back to Baker Dozen now, I think. 13 games in a row as Altamont approves to 18-3. and three. Dietrich falls to 12-9 and nine on the season. So we'll be back to uh, wrap this one up, and we'll catch up with Coach Neberi here in the postgame as well. And uh, so, again, final 59-48, Altamont a winner. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes to wrap this one up. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack FM. 
It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont, Neffingham. See a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator post in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Painter, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait, Marjorie, what's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George! Oh, Marjorie! Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again! Oh, George! This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want, when you want it, with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. 
Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 in North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait, Marjorie. What's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George! Oh, Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again! Oh, George! This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back in here to Altamont Community High School as Altamont comes away with the win over Dietrich 59 at 2048. And we're joined here by Coach John Nieberge. And congratulations, Coach, on the W there. I know it got a little closer than you may have wanted there in the third, but. Uh, you came out with uh, with a dub over uh, Dietrich again. Yeah, the, the first quarter kind of kind of we kind of just ran with it. Safety, yeah. You know, um, you know that, we talk about it sometimes too. You know, we they we sometimes throw a haymaker, you know, first punch, mm-hmm. um, and then Dietrich adjusted, and we didn't necessarily do a good job of adjusting to their adjust. Um, so, yeah, you know, first kind of first quarter we hit some, Dylan hit some nice shots in the first quarter, and uh, we got out and. Did some offensive rebounding, but after that, it was, you know, it was all Dietrich. Yeah, and uh, just kind of like uh, similar in the first matchup as well. It was Avery getting going with the three ball, and this time it was Elam getting it going there with the three ball in the first quarter. And also, you know, five points there in the first quarter for them as well. So really bringing on the defensive uh, effort as well. Yeah, uh, you know, Dylan. Dylan, when he comes in, is usually on one of their better players uh, defensively. So he's kind of got that at. Uh, at aspect of the game and then um you know when he hit when he hit some big shots again you know with mason out he's kind of the backup point uh we, he can play one through four so it's just a little bit of adjustment but yet um and dylan dylan can score and and play very good defense uh and then avery hit some shots early and uh you know teams are gonna teams are gonna start keying on him but i thought avery did a good job he had we had him down for seven rebounds so he did some other things too Right, yeah, and also the big focus uh, at the beginning was uh, finding uh, Coleman in the post as well, and they kind of adjusted to it, and it kind of took him out of the game uh, late, but he was there uh, early on there in the first half. Yeah, you would think, you know, a good a good coach would put some high-low, you know, offense in, or, you know, with, you know when we're 6'4", 6'5", and the other teams, you know, 6'2", 
you think we and we did. I'm not. I'm, I'm being a little sarcastic. We, <laughs> right. we want to. It just never came to fruition. I don't know why. Why I don't know if the, we weren't looking for each other. Uh, those post players got to be their, each other's best friends in there. Um, but we were looking for Eric early. We we knew the dump down was open. Uh, Eli found Caden Miller also on some easy layups. Uh, Aiden Aiden Manaway found Eli or Caden Miller. So. Uh, we got the ball inside early, and then uh, then we kind of went away from it. Uh, Dietrich put, turned up the pressure a little bit. We, yeah. we started turning the ball over. Uh, you can't win. We had us down for 17. You can't win too many games mm. with 17 turnovers. Right, yeah. It started to pile up there in the, the second half, it looked like, there, and kind of came out flat in the locker room. And then the Dietrich uh, got it uh, going again. They got all the momentum back, and they got it down to three. But then uh, right after that, it seemed like you guys took it right back. As you know, just as quickly as it was down to three, you immediately went back to double digits again. Yeah, um, they get part and Westendorf started getting it going. Um, you know, getting downhill a little bit, going to the basket. We didn't ever we didn't take a charge tonight, which I was hoping we would. Uh, they rebounded really well too in the second half. We got down to three and we started turning the basketball over. You know, kind of getting kind of concerned. Uh, I think the last game they were up. We only got had it at four in the third quarter, too, and kind of. But you know, we got some senior laden kids. Um, you know, that's getting some really good experience. We can't turn the basketball over, uh, but uh, we're learning. We're still learning. Uh, I don't think we've. I, you know, just, we haven't been healthy. We haven't been full strength all year, really. Yeah. And uh, we had kind of to find us some new roles. But um, you know, we're in the championship game. That's all we can say. Right, yeah, and uh, then also I thought in the fourth quarter it made a difference. Uh, Cornette, he was battling uh, some uh, foul trouble uh, there during the course of the game, and I thought he kind of injected it, uh, the defense with some new life in the fourth quarter uh, as well to get it back going on that side of the ball. Yeah, Lo- when Logan's in, he's one of the best player usually. Um, when, you know, he knows that. Um, uh, he, he, I will never question that for the kid works sure. hard. Uh, he don't care if he scores. He's going to get buckets. He's going to create buckets for us too. Yeah. Um. So he, he's playing for that name across his chest. That's why Logan. You know, he he he's a he has a soft spot in our hearts for him when he when he plays basketball. And uh, we'll never question what he does defensively for sure. And I know uh, turnovers were a problem in the second half, and a free throws as well yeah. for both squads. Yeah. Uh, they both kind of yep. left the door yeah. open for each other uh, there, but. Eli Miller stepping up in the fourth quarter yeah. and uh, four for four from the line. It's a big free throws, didn't he? Uh, you yeah. know, I kind of say it every year about this tournament. We kind of find another kid that's kind of, you know, getting to the rotation. Uh, yep. Uh, we did it a few years ago, and maybe this year it's Eli. Um, you know, with the injuries and the suspensions we got, uh, it opens an opportunity, um, and he's kind of taking the taking the bull by the horns a little bit. Um, you know, we love we love what Eli does in practice. He he makes the varsity team a lot. You know, he, he yeah. Sometimes I worry he's going to hurt one, but just <laughs> how hard he goes, uh, we got to tell Eli to rein it in a little bit. But I'll never question how hard he plays. Uh, he, he can hit some shots. He can he, he knocked out some free throws tonight. Well, like you said, you're in the championship mm-hmm. game on uh, Saturday where you want to be, and uh, ultimately you want to win it as well. Yep. Uh, but at least you got that first part taken care of. You're there at uh, 7:30 in the championship. And uh, it'll either be a North Clay in a rematch or a St. Anthony uh, for the first time uh, this season. I know you'll be ready yeah. for uh, whoever comes calling on time. Yeah, they're both good teams, you know. Planer, yep. uh, you know, uh, the the game against that North Clay the first time, I don't know, was indicative of how big of a game it was. 
Um, you know, the score the score didn't show. We, we got it out a little bit, and then it kind of we just kind of held on. But they're a really good team. Hopefully, Fleener's full strength, so uh, we can play against them. And then, you know, Sandy, Sandy, man, they're Cody. Yeah, Cody, every year. Cody Rinker's a great coach. That, you know, they're getting better and better as the season goes along. So you know, they don't have that one kid that you're like, oh, man, how are we going to guard him like a dust or – yeah. Um, you know, back in our state team, they had a, a, a good player and yeah. even last year with Coy, but in Stewart, uh, mm-hmm. but this year, you know, they've got five, six really good basketball players and they're getting better. So flip a coin, who cares? We'll take who we get. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to do out of basketball. Sure. And, uh, one part of the job is done. You made it to, uh, the, uh, championship game to defend your crown as well. So, yep. uh, we talked about that yep. kind of coming into the tournament about being the number one seed. Uh, being defending champion and defending home court as well, and you're going to do it there on Saturday. Yeah, everybody wants a magical season, you know, win everything, win Sester, win win this tournament, win a regional, win sectional. You know, we're going we're going to do what we can. Um, our one of our goals always every year is to be in the championship game and you know, hopefully win it. But uh, so this uh, we're there. Um, we're going to take our chances. We're going to do us and, and be us and kind of see where ball bounces. All right, Coach. Well, we'll talk to you again after the game on uh, Saturday. Congratulations and welcome back. Yeah, thank you. And uh, congratulations on the W advancing to the championship game once again uh, here. As it was Altamont with the win of 59 to 48. And we'll slide uh, Dominic back in here on the uh, uh, headsets. And uh, we'll wrap this one up after we get some uh, final numbers here from Dom. So take it away. All right. First of all, for Diedrich, uh Garrett Nieberge, he was 0 for 3 from the field tonight, and he did have one steal. Jackson Funneman was 4 for 5 from the field with uh, 8 points. Uh, Caden Ifford was 0 for 1 from the field. Cole Will, 0 for 2 from the field. Tanner Will, 1 for 4 from the field, and 1 for 3 from the free throw line with 3 points. Lucas Wessendorf, 3 for 10 from the field, 1 for 3 from 3-point range, and he was 3 for 5. From the free throw line with 12 points, Andrew Hall played but did not score. Caleb Gephardt was 5 for 12 from the field and 1 for 2 from three-point range. He was 2 for 8 from the free throw line. He had 15 points. Uh, John Holstein played, did not score. Colton Kidd, 2 for 3 from the field, 2 for 5 from three-point range with uh, 10 points for a total of 48. And uh, really what uh, also hurt Diedrich was their free throw shooting. They were... 6 and 16 from the free throw line, so you're not going to too many games shooting, shooting like that. Uh, for Alamont, Jared Hammer, he was 3 for 4 from the field and 0 for 1 from three point range. He was also 0 for 3 from the free throw line with uh, 6 points. Uh, Eli Miller, he was 2 for 3 from the field, 0 for 1 from three point range, but 4 for 4 from the free throw line. He had 8 points. Dylan Needham, 1 for 4 from the field and 3 for 5. From three-point range, he was two for three from the free-throw line with 13 points. Avery Yarhouse, one for two from, or excuse me, one for one for three from the field, three for four from three-point range, and he was one for one from the free-throw line with 12 points. Aiden McManway played but did not score. Logan Cornett was 0 for two from the field, 0 for one from three-point range. Kyan Earhart. Uh, did not score. He was 0 for 1 from three point range. Eric Coleman, 5 for 7 from the field, 2 for 4 from the free throw line. 
and Caden Miller was uh, three for five from the field, zero for two from three point range, and two for two from uh, the free throw free throw line. And Alabama has a team there, eleven seventeen from the free throw line, so not too bad there. They did have eleven turnovers overall versus uh, seven turnovers for Dieter tonight. Again, the final, Altamont 59 of 48. Altamont had quarters of 22, 10, and 9, and 18 for their 59. And teacher got quarters of 5, 10, 20, and 13 for their 48. So, Dom, we don't have to worry about getting our tickets to the championship game because we got them reserved right here. But That's right. Fans, we do want to get tickets to the championship game. You can go to the Altamont ticket office uh, tomorrow during the games, or uh, they were selling them in the art room, too, after immediately after this game was over. So, uh, fans fighting for those championship game tickets, hot commodity, and Altamont yes, back there once again to defend their ground, and we'll have it here on the air for you. 7.30, standalone championship game, as always, here for the tradition of the NTC tournament, and we'll have it for you on Saturday night. Should be a good one no matter who comes calling, whether it's Anthony or North Clay. We'll find that out tomorrow night. Thanks to Sam back in the studio for turning the dials and helping us get it on and off the air today, and thanks to Dom for color commentary and taking the stats. This is Travis Sparks, and we'll turn things back over to playing the music that we want here on Jack FM, and we'll talk to you again on the championship on a Saturday night at 7.30. And this is Travis Sparks telling you have a great rest of your night, everybody. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.